Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for December 3rd, 2017. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled, What Light? like to talk to the genius who came up with the idea of standard time. If it were up to me, we would have daylight savings time, and then instead, excuse me, instead of falling back, we would go from daylight savings time to daylight even more savings time. If God had intended the nine to five workday to end in complete darkness, I think we would have been born with some kind of bioluminescent Cyclops light right in the top of our forehead, you know, instead of just two night blind eyes. It's dark at five o'clock these days. Something just ain't natural about that, you know. Light. What light? I've confessed to you my surprise, even a little disappointment in the reading of the Advent text for today. Well, I should not have been surprised. Advent always begins with these dark text. Because today's simple gift is light, though, I had wanted more. But the Bible is nothing if it is not honest. Over and over, I tell you again, this is why I love this book. Biblical wisdom will not let us off the hook. It will not give us the easy way out. It will not allow the lazy, trite platitudes of simple religion, not if we read correctly. And biblical wisdom will not let us bask in the warm glow of light without first acknowledging the darkness. Advent begins in darkness, literally and figuratively. As Advent begins every year, we move back to standard time, which is apparently what God actually intends It's we who made up daylight savings time to give us a little more light. Maybe we're actually still just a little afraid of the darkness. Advent also begins in figurative darkness. Christian theology claims that a a simple child born in a simple town brought light into this world, which was living in the foreboding shadows of an oppressive government. It was a world of the haves and the have-nots, a world of fear and violence, a world where religious legalism trumped thoughtful faith, a world where religious leaders spoke easy truths, even cozied up to the leaders of the empire. Advent begins in darkness. That's just reality now as then. And the truth is, it's going to get a little darker before the light comes. That's just the way it always is. It's darkest before the dawn. The days will get shorter and shorter until December the 21st, the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. The genius of the liturgical calendar is that the year begins with Advent, not with the brightness of spring and the cheery flowers of Easter, 
The year begins with Advent, and the lengthening physical darkness is a powerful way to emphasize the theological affirmation that when we need God most, when our days are the longest and darkest, when the shadows of our doubts are the greatest, well then, in the words of that old hymn, then sometimes the light surprises. I hope you will not miss this as we travel Advent this year, that the birth of Christ was set and celebrated just after the winter solstice is not an accident. In the darkest time of the year, Christ came. That's the theological affirmation. So what can this season of lengthening darkness and impatient waiting teach us about light? The four texts, four lessons. We can learn that the anxiety can bring out our worst instincts. Instead of looking for illumination, we reach for heat. The Gospel of Luke tells us that as Jesus began his final trip to Jerusalem, he sent disciples ahead of him to prepare the way. They had to go through Samaria. The disciples were not received by the Samaritans who were despised as religiously impure. So James and John, those leaders of Jesus' disciples, were indignant. And they said to Jesus, Lord, do you want us to command fire from heaven to come down and consume them? In a day of fearful waiting, the prophet Isaiah reached for the same solution. Oh God, that you would come down, tear open the heavens, come down so the mountains would quake at your presence as when fire kindles brushwood. Now the Bible is not afraid to record either the disciples' words or Isaiah's words because the Bible knows the honesty of that human instinct. But Jesus has made it very clear that fire and fury is never the answer. Yes, we need light, but what light? Waiting in dark times can also make us aware of the sober reality of our need for God. We live with daily headlines of disaster. Daily accusations of sexual impropriety. Daily violence. Daily tweets and reports and revelations of our insecurity and our immaturity. These daily recognitions are sad reminders of so much division and disease and darkness around us, within us. We can only hope the darkness brings us to a realization that our need is so great our help will only be found in praying with the psalmist, God, we need you. Let your face shine that we may be saved. I feel it more today than I ever have. Maybe some of that's a matter of my age. Maybe some of it's a matter of what's happening around us. I feel more than ever that our need is so great that without a little light from above, we may not be saved from ourselves. We need light. What light? 
The third thing we can learn about Advent waiting is that Jesus reminds us that some days it will seem like the sun has just gone out. Some days are that dark. Sometimes the news will get the best of us. The waters will flood and the winds will blow. Sometime cancer will win and wars will bring chaos. Sometimes our politics or our religion or our culture or our health or a combination of them all will make it feel as if the moon has lost its shine. Even on the days that it feels like the sky is falling, though, Jesus says faith can give us the courage not to give in. It is sin to despair. Our job, even on the darkest days, is to keep awake. Especially on the darkest days, keep awake. Even when you can't see it, keep awake. Light what light? Keep awake. And the fourth lectionary text for the first Sunday of waiting suggests a surprising answer to this question I've been asking this morning. What light? Paul tells the ancient church that even as they are waiting for the revealing of Christ, which meant something different in his day as it means on this day as we prepare for Christmas, even as they are waiting for the revealing of Christ, even as they are waiting, know that Christ has already given his church all we need. Paul's bold affirmation to the church is that even before Christ is revealed, we are not lacking in any spiritual gift. Those are amazing words. I was raised in the same religious environment that many of you also knew, a church ethos that emphasized the darkness, the darkness in the world and the darkness in the blackness of our sinful hearts. Well, Paul has a word for that kind of Calvinism, a bold word of affirmation and hope. Paul is saying, when the world seems dark around you, when all you can feel is the darkness within you, remember this. You've already got all the light you need. Now to be sure, you, you may be lacking for something. Or you may be, or you may be, or you may be, or I may be. But as is almost always the case with biblical grammar, the word you isn't you. It's you. It's plural. What Paul said in good southern ease is even if you are waiting on the revealing of Christ, the ultimate light, know that y'all are not lacking in any spiritual gift. We are not lacking in any spiritual gift even as we wait on the coming of Christ. Light? What light? God's light. And it's already here. So this Advent Sunday calls us to sober realism. There is darkness out there, in here, but there is ample light among us. And faith calls us to trust that a brighter day is yet coming. I had an interesting thought this week. The first words God spoke 
recorded in Genesis are, let there be light. And we've been trained to hear those words as if they were a command from on high, more like, there will be light now. Isn't that how we hear, let there be light? There will be light right now. But what if God's words were actually more like that song we sing, let there be peace on earth? What if God's words were not a command, but a prayer, a hope, an encouragement? Maybe God prayed, I hope there will be light in the world and the universe responded with suns and moons and stars galore. I like to think that on this Advent day, with all the darkness around us, God is praying again, let there be light. I hope there will be light out there. So in this season of waiting, I guess I'm wondering if the question isn't, why are we in this season waiting still for light? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.